Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 102, and it's titled, How to Have Harder, Stronger Erections Naturally. This is something that we end up talking about a lot because it is such a big problem. And, you know, interestingly enough, when researching this topic, and, you know, we've done tons of research on this over the years, we built a whole program on it and all that, but I wanted to sort of refresh some of that. And something that I found really odd and strange is that I could not find any current data for the number of men affected by erectile dysfunction. The newest thing I could find, going through several pages of search results, and not just using Google either, by the way, is 2013. Mm -hmm. Now, what's interesting about that is when you see those numbers, they're shockingly high, and I can almost guarantee you that they are higher now than they were back then. Yes, absolutely. One thing, too, that I was finding through some of the data is that uh, the age of men needing um, to use uh, blue pill and help has actually gone down. So it's younger and younger men who are seeking help with their erections. Yeah, and that, we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go along. But that's, that's a very concerning mm-hmm. uh, trend that's been happening for a while which is it used to be considered, you know, basically men over 60, and then Mm -hmm. it was 50, and then it was 40, and now it's literally in the 30s. Oh, even 20s. Yeah. Yeah. So this is why we decided that we were going to do this episode today, because we want to help to... um, reverse the trend where it's going. We need strong men with strong erections and we want to help you get there. So um, before we get into this highly juicy and packed episode, (laughs) we're going to give a shout out to our sponsor, Power and Mastery. See, if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. In it, there is one in particular called Power Up Your Erections that is 100% dedicated to helping you have harder, stronger, longer-lasting erections all naturally. So um, go to powerandmastery.com to check those out. Yeah, and you know, of course we sell our own products, but we try not to make our episodes giant commercials, right? Because <laughs> the whole point here is to give you value and try to help people. Um, we're going to be referencing that program a bit more in this episode because it's so relevant to what we're talking about. So just to get that out of the way. So I want to start with a new, like what is normal, right? Because when it comes to erections, I mean, they can be all over the spectrum and it's always the first thing that comes to mind. What is normal? Am I normal? Is it, is this what it is? Um, having work with all I don't know, 1,500 men's by now. It's like I've seen it all. (laughs) And um, I wanted to give you a new definition of what normal could and and is like, really. So first of all, the idea of having a cock of steel is preposterous. 
And what speak I, for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean by that is men sometimes tend to think that they have to have this hard cock that is always hard, whether they're tired, whether they're in the mood, or whether they like the person they're with. And that's totally not how things work. And as a matter of fact, an erection is... I mean, it gets strong, but then if you make love for long enough, it will go through times where it gets a little bit less hard, and then it will be harder again, and this is absolutely normal. What most men happen, when when that happens, they kind of get into a panic mode, like if they start to feel like they're losing the hardness of the erection for a few seconds, then they panic. When you panic, you usually will make it much more difficult to maintain a hard erection. If you just like take a deep breath and know that it's just one way for the blood flow to come out so that new blood can come in and that everything is normal, usually the erection can continue. So this is my opinion as a woman. And I'm curious to you have your opinion because obviously I don't have a penis. <laughs> well, yeah, from, from the point of view from which you're speaking now, I agree with you in a sense that erections vary. Mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. and they vary depending on what time of day it is that you're you know if it's super late at night and you're not a night person or if it's you know super early in the morning or you know whatever it is they definitely vary and even in, in a lovemaking session you can start out being extremely hard and then you know it might get a little softer and then it'll get hard again a lot of that's based on the activity that's happening <laughs> at the moment you know <laughs> Um, so the, all that stuff is totally natural. And I would also say that um, you should be able at any age to be able to have a rock hard erection. And Thank so, you for saying that, Kevin. Yeah. So, I mean, a cock of steel is absolutely possible. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be steel all the time. <laughs> but you should be able to get steel... At least occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) And so I love that you are bringing this up because there is an idea that as you get older, somehow your erections are not going to be as strong and that it's not going to be the same. And while things do change sometimes in the body and... um, you know, some some see a difference. It is absolutely possible to be in your 40s, in your 60s with massive erections, boners anytime you want that are lasting and fulfilling. And I've had lovers that were in their 60s that were like this. Uh, I'm going to give a, a big like advertising for your penis there, Kevin. You're in your <laughs> mid 40s, past mid 40s, and you're still hard rock anytime I want to ride you. So we know it's possible. Yeah, that's true. We were talking with somebody recently, and you, and you made a comment about getting up in the middle of sex to go get a uh, pad uh-huh. and then coming back and, and still being hard. And we were having this conversation with a friend who is uh, a guy, and he was like, how is that even possible that you could still be hard when you come back, you know, after you've stopped and walked away and then come back? I'm like, uh, I don't know. It just is. <laughs> <laughs> so we, today we're going to give you different things and um, steps to having harder erections. So don't worry if you're not there yet. But we want you in your mind to know that it's possible and we want you to aim for this. All right. So. I think that the next step, now that we're talking about directions, I want to bring in uh, Viagra, right? <laughs> because or, that's usually the first thing that comes in mind. Or any one of the four major 
drugs that are out there. I mean, obviously, we can't talk about the subject without at least bringing those up. Mm-hmm. We're not going to spend too much time talking about them, but there are some important things that, that we should share about those. Um, this first part here isn't really about Viagra. It's really just about stats. Okay. So one of the things with Viagra that people don't always understand, some men are like, oh, I'm going to take Viagra and I'm going to have this massive boner for hours. And that's not exactly how those things work. I mean, what they do is that they relax the um, blood vessels so that there's more blood flow. And then uh, if conditions are right, you can have an erection. It's not just that you pop a pill and you get hard. I mean, for some, it works like this. And now Viagra is never the first thing that we recommend people to do because there are so many other ways and that are more natural and this is what this episode is all about however yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) we're kind of jumping around in the notes here and i feel slightly lost but um let's just go back up before we jump into any of that okay so the first thing that i had here on the notes is it's just some stats from webmd they're a little bit old Again, I, like I was saying before, I was having a really hard time finding um, current stats mm-hmm. for any of this stuff. But uh, according to WebMD, it says it's true that erectile dysfunction is more common in older men, but many potential Viagra users are hardly senior citizens. About 40% of 40-year-old men in the U.S. have some degree of erectile dysfunction. Most Viagra users today, according to Pfizer, are in their early to mid-50s. So it makes sense that the company would want to reach out to people of that age group. But here's the thing. This is old data. Mm-hmm. And even some of the other things that I found that that weren't maybe quite as authoritative sources, they are really, I know it's kind of funny to say that WebMD is an authoritative source, but we'll just assume that for now. <laughs> um, the point is, is that, of 40-year-old men, and I'm willing to bet you that number is probably closer to 50% right now, maybe even higher than that. Mm -hmm. 40-year-old men really should not be having a problem with this. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't even talk about how many people in their 30s or even 20s are having problems. Now, I don't know how much official data they have on that because probably most people in their 20s and 30s don't really want to uh, admit that that's what's happening. Um, but but we know just from working with clients that you have a significant number of younger and younger clients that are suffering from mm-hmm. erectile dysfunction. So as I was mentioning earlier when I was talking about Viagra, um, I can see it that sometimes it can help, especially if you have a mental problem. Um, and this is just to help you get over the hump where you build your confidence, you learn the other tools, all the things that we're talking about in today's episode, and then you can win yourself off the Viagra. I have seen it being used this way with some of my clients. It has worked for them like for a really short period of time, and that was good. Um we never recommend it as a long-term solution because it comes with a plethora of side effects that are never great. That it does, <laughs> uh, which could include flushing, nasal congestion, headache, visual changes, backache, stomach upset, uh, and there's more. Those are just a few. But let's just talk for a minute about, so, you know, Viagra is just one of many, well, I shouldn't say many, one of a few top brands, right? There's Viagra, uh, Cialis, Levitra, Stendra, Staxin, 
Adzirka, blah, 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 whatever. Bunch could, of names. Call it blue pill, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they're not all blue. <laughs> but the thing is, is it's, it's somewhat important for people to understand how these medications work. Because if you understand how the medication works, you will understand more when we talk about natural ways to fix this. You'll understand why those ways work. Mm-hmm. All right, so... All, so all of those different brand names that I just named, they, they fall into four different actual medications that have different names than that. And then they give them these different brand names. So all four of those enhance the effects of nitric oxide, a natural chemical your body produces that relaxes muscles in the penis. This increases blood flow and allows you to get an erection in response to sexual stimulation. Now... Everybody thinks that if you take one of these pills, all of a sudden, boom, Mm -hmm. you got a boner. That's actually not the way they work. Sexual stimulation is needed first to cause the release of nitric oxide from the penile nerves. So what these medications do is they amplify that signal, allowing normal penile function in some people. So think about that for a minute. It's not a medication that's automatically causing your penis to get hard. It's a medication that is increasing your body's production of nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is then what helps you get an erection, but it still requires some stimulation, some sexual turn-on in order for that to happen. So I want you to take that fact, and I want you to file it away in the back of your mind as we talk about a few other things, because there is a point in this episode that when we get there, it's suddenly all going to make sense. So another key element in erections is testosterone. Your testosterone levels play a big role in your ability to have strong erections. Now, we're not going to do a whole episode on that, but we wanted to give you a few signs, um, like six signs to know whether or not your testosterone level is low for you. And as a side note, you know, this needs to be done with a uh, blood test where they can calculate your testosterone level. Ideally, you would want to have it done when you were in your prime. So you had what a high level for you was versus when you're not so much in your prime because most people don't have a baseline and then the new normal is actually very low what they say right now is a normal range is basically what your grandparents like your granddad used to have when he was 80 and that's a little bit scary when you think of that like they are manipulating numbers a little bit and putting them lower to say well it's still all normal but yet it's still it doesn't really work so Um, If you are unsure about your testosterone level, uh, go get a test done and have that done professionally. But here are six signs that can help you to know whether or not you have low testosterone. Number one is when you wake up in the morning, do you have a morning wood? Or not. If it's not happening every day, uh, probably your testosterone levels um, are low. If you have number two, if you have a difficulty achieving and maintaining an erection, that's oftentimes a sign as well. There could be other things, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, but that's another sign of low testosterone. Number three, if you feel like you have a low sex drive. Most men that have lower testosterone have less sex drive, and they also, which is the point number four, experience like fatigue and loss of energy and even sometimes depression. Like I've seen this with some of my clients where they they were feeling just blah, low on everything. And once they started to increase their testosterone, they, they, suddenly life just became better again. 
Number five is to, to look at your muscle mass loss. And here we are looking more at your uh, pectoralis, the upper chest. You know, when you start to see that you're caving in, a lot of men experience that, especially as they get older, that's a sign of losing testosterone. And full disclosure, as you age, you do lose some testosterone. However, it doesn't have to plummet so low that it's affecting your erections. And then number six as a sign is if you have extra weight accumulating in the belly. And I know that's not one you want to hear, uh, but unfortunately, when you have a beer belly, when you have this extra weight here, oftentimes it also uh, has to do with a hormone imbalance and extra estrogen and that the conversion of your testosterone is not happening properly. So all of this will affect your testosterone levels in your body, which in turn could affect the hardness of your erection. Yeah, that's we'll cover that more uh, when we get down into what things you can do. And we also talk about it even more extensively in the course. But there are some things that most guys probably like to eat or drink mm -hmm. that they really shouldn't be eating or drinking. Some things that maybe um, make you feel like a man when you do it, <laughs> but are really destroying your erections. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to bring one last thing, which was a study uh, that I found in Science Daily. And again, it's not a recent study. It was done in 2006. Uh, but I wanted to bring this up as we are talking about ED and having like problems with erections. It's often a sign of a more severe vascular problem that involves abnormalities in the lining of the blood vessels. And often endothelial dysfunction is an underlying problem for ED. It could be one of the first signs of signs of atherosclerosis. I can say that. It's a buildup of plaque and blockages in the arteries, basically. And um, it's always good to know that, like... Rule out anything medically. Go get your um, your blood test done. Go get a checkup to rule this out so that you know where you stand. Because, again, the penis, it's kind of like, you know, if your body is not healthy and you have plaque building up in your body, I guess the body is intelligent and being like, well, let's put all of our energy into like the heart or things like the brain that need to have like all the blood flow going to keep you alive. Your penis and having blood flow there is not what's going to keep you alive. So that's probably why it's the first thing that stops working properly. <laughs> Could be. I mean, you, <laughs> you can sort of think of it as like a gauge, right? Yes. Here's the gauge. Are you healthy? Yes. Mm -hmm. Are you not? Uh, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> for those of you listening, I was using I was using my arm to simulate erections up and down. <laughs> it's like a meter, you know. It's like a dial on the meter. Um, so, but that's a really good way to to think of it is that the health of your erections directly reflects the health of your overall internal condition. Yes. And so, because of that, we do want to say that it is really important if you're suffering from erectile dysfunction to go and see your doctor and have all the tests run and rule out any real medical conditions because mm -hmm. there are quite a few medical conditions. Even um, like diabetes. That, sure, yeah. and, and heart disease mm -hmm. and, and a bunch of things that can definitely cause this. So once you've ruled that out and you know that, okay, that's not really what's happening here, um, then you can take some uh, more holistic approaches which is what we love the most. And one last thing on that is if you are currently on medication and experiencing issues with your erections, 
read the insert and see if that's one of the side effects or ask your doctor to switch to something else because a lot of the medications, antidepressants and things that people are on can affect their erections, even like statins and things like that, depending on which one it is. Absolutely. And antidepressant drugs, mm-hmm. that's another big one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's quite a few things that you wouldn't think have anything to do with your erections, but, but really do. do. So now that we've cleared all of this out of the way, uh, what about jumping into more of our solutions and different different things that we want to talk about? When you think about erections, like Kevin mentioned earlier, oftentimes you're thinking, oh, it's just a penis and it's right there. But your penis is not separated from who you are in your body, right? So what you are doing as an overall, holistically speaking, will affect your um, your erections. Absolutely. But before we go into those, mm-hmm. we have another sponsor that we need to shout out to. <laughs> and we want to invite you to our uh, VIP Platinum program. So if you're longing for deeper lo- levels of sexuality coupled with emotional intimacy, spirituality, and just true connection, then our Sexual Power and Passion VIP program is for you. This next level intimacy coaching for modern couple is designed to help you bring the passion back between the sheets and beyond. This 90-day program is truly for the couple that does not want to live a life of average and wants to be synced up sexually so that they can thrive with more purpose and passion in life. Um, you can find more about it at selineremy.com forward slash passion. Okay, so we of course have a list of things that we recommend. Obviously, we did a whole course on this, so we have a whole step-by-step of all the things you need to do in order to solve this problem in a holistic way. But what I wanted to mention is that some of those things are not just us saying, hey, this is what we think works. And so um, I was doing some research on the Mayo Clinic website. I think pretty much everybody knows uh, who the Mayo Clinic is. Um, and even on their site, so they, they have a whole, you know, beginning part. Some of what I read before about the different, um, medications came from the Mayo Clinic website, but once you get past the medication bit, they have some very interesting other approaches listed down the bottom. One of which is exercise. Mm -hmm. All right. So recent studies have found that exercise, especially moderate to vigorous aerobic activity, can improve erectile dysfunction. They don't actually say here why that is. (laughs) But we know why. But but we know why. (laughs) Remember this little thing that Kevin told you to file into for later? These two words, nitric oxide. Well, they are very relevant to this discussion. (laughs) Absolutely. because So regular exercise is going to do a couple of different things. One, it's going to help your circulatory system, right? So regular exercise is going to make a healthier circulatory system. It's going to actually increase blood flow throughout your body. It also stimulates the production of nitric oxide, which Mm -hmm. is something that we talked about earlier. Yeah, that key ingredient that you need to get a boner. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wait, you mean that we don't have to take a pill to help us stimulate the production of nitric oxide? We can actually get it 
just by like doing something fun and moving. Mm. Yes. And that's that's really cool. And um, in our course, Biorep Your Erections, we have a whole um, exercise program training workout that will stimulate your uh, nitric oxide so you can get all the benefits of it naturally. Yeah, and it's and it's actually something that, that we do every day too. Mm-hmm. It was designed by an actual MD. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just, you know, crazy Love Lab podcast people. <laughs> who say this is going to work. It was actually designed by an actual MD. We talk about it in the course, and it is specifically designed to help boost the production of nitric oxide. So one more thing that they talk about is psychological counseling. Mm. So one of the things that we've noticed is that obviously people who are more advanced in age tend to have more physical problems with their bodies. Mm-hmm. But we are seeing that younger and younger and younger and younger people are having problems with erectile dysfunction. Mm -hmm. But most of these people are relatively healthy. I mean, yeah, it's all relative, right? So it doesn't necessarily mean they're the perfect picture of health and they're athletes or anything like that. But they're relatively healthy. They're not necessarily suffering from heart disease or diabetes or, or, you know, a lot of these what we would consider more age-related diseases. So then what exactly is causing the issue? Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that they find is that there's a big psychological component involved. Mm -hmm. And so another big thing that the Mayo Clinic has on there is psychological counseling, Mm -hmm. stress, anxiety, depression, all of these things, economies being destroyed, quarantines happening, you know, all this crazy stuff that's going on in the world is affecting men and their ability to get an erection. And we'll talk more about this when we give you our eight steps. Also, not just what's happening in the world, but what is happening in your relationship. Because um, if the relationship is a place where there's a lot of disagreement, resentment, instability, uh, and it's not strong and solid, um, then your penis is not going to be strong and solid either. Absolutely. And then the last thing on the bottom of the Mayo Clinic's uh, (laughs) suggestions for treatment is lifestyle. Stuff like quitting smoking, losing excess weight, exercising, Mm -hmm. um, you know, stop drinking, a lot of that kind of stuff. They even have work through relationship issues. So we're going to talk a little bit more about some of those things when we we get uh, to the next section here. Mm -hmm. But... The reason why I wanted to kind of start with covering what the Mayo Clinic says is because they're considered, you know, an expert, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, most people would consider the Mayo Clinic to be a reliable expert source. And so I wanted people to understand that when you hear what we are recommending that you do, it's not just us. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know... The crazy hippie down the street who, you know, has some sort of home remedy that they've whipped up that they swear will work, (laughs) right? This stuff is actually based on science Mm -hmm. and it works. Mm -hmm. It really does. So we've put together eight steps uh, that we want to share with you to have harder erections. And uh, we'll discuss some some of them in more details and some we've already started to bring into. Number one, I think is probably one of the most important is you need to use your penis. You know, the whole the saying like use it or lose it, right? And 
a lot of people don't think of it this way, where they go like, well, I'm not being sexually active. What if I'm not there in a relationship? They're like, well, sure, I have sex every now and then, or I touch myself, or, or when I masturbate, I just do it quickly to get some release. They are not doing this properly, meaning that you want to be able to use your penis to revitalize yourself, to use your sexual energy, to feel much more powerful, grounded, masculine, strong. And so if you're not tapping into this level of energy and sexual energy when you are touching yourself and using your penis, you are not using its full potential. And that's why it's essential to know how to use your penis in such a way that it becomes this place of like, like recharge. (laughs) Yeah. And if we just talk on a pure physical level, what happens if you don't use a muscle in your body? What happens if you don't use your lungs by exercising? Like anything, any physical part of your body that you do not use on a regular basis will basically atrophy. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. And so your penis isn't really any different. If you don't ever use it, how can you expect it to work right when you do eventually get to use it? Mm -hmm. Now, of course, there's using it correctly and using it incorrectly, (laughs) right? And so there's more stuff that we teach you in our courses is how to really use it correctly. Mm -hmm. But the general idea of number one is, you have to use it. You have to exercise it. You mm-hmm. have to get it used to working. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Number two, you need to resensitize your penis. And this is a very important point that we're making here. Are uh, we going to bring in two things here, like porn? A lot of people, while watching porn, learn to somewhat desensitize themselves and have a lot of very stimulating images and they build up somewhat of a resistance and there's been a correlation for a lot of men when they constantly need to watch porn in order to feel sexually stimulated and even masturbate that it can get in the way of their ability to have a strong erection so taking a porn break if you are one of these men who cannot masturbate without porn then you are not in a good place you need to take a porn break to reconnect and resensitize your penis in different ways when that happens it's a place that's very scary for a lot of guys and they're like i don't know nothing works anymore without it yeah there's there's a couple of big problems with porn now you know we've done whole episodes Mm -hmm. on is porn addiction real we've talked extensively about you know when porn is okay when it's not okay so you know don't think we're bagging on porn here and saying it's absolutely horrible Uh, and we're also not saying it's the greatest thing ever go watch (laughs) it every day you know, we always take a balanced approach. And so we understand that there are times when it's okay and Mm -hmm. times when it's not okay. But one of the things that I have seen personally working with men, um, more from a counseling perspective when it comes to uh, erectile dysfunction, is that so many of them actually do have an addiction to porn. And and one of the big problems with that is is that they get so used to the stimulation from the porn that when an actual real woman is in the room with them, they don't feel the same excitement, the same turn on, because it doesn't look like porn. It's not overly exaggerated boobs and screaming and perfect bodies and perfect makeup and perfect hair and perfect genitals and everything else, right? What they see is like, oh, that's, that's not what I'm used to, right? So it can, it can create some psychological issues. 
And often when working with these types of men, one of the first things we say is, okay, you need to take a break from that. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can't ever go back to it again, but you need to take a break from it while you're focusing on getting your body working again. Mm-hmm. And then as we're talking about resensitizing your penis, we also are looking at how you masturbate. A lot of guys do it without giving it much thought and really yanking on their penises. Like sometimes I'm appalled by seeing like how people <laughs> do it. And even how some women, they grab a man's penis and they're like jerking him off. Like, like they're a, trying to rip the thing off. Exactly. And I'm like, that's not going to help. Um, it, sound, it may sound counterintuitive that oftentimes when your erection is not as strong, you go harder to make it harder. But actually doing the opposite will work better. It may take a little bit longer and then you have to deal with all the mental chatter that comes in and insecurities. But resensitizing and learning to touch yourself and be touched in a way that... Um, Um, is lighter and helps you to connect rather than disconnect with your penis is going to go a long way into helping you having harder, stronger erections. All right. Number three, tone up your muscles. So yeah, the, the muscles that support your penis are very important. They're important for a lot of things. They're important for achieving erections. They're also important for being able to last longer in the bedroom. And yes, we are talking about your pelvic floor muscles, yes. the, your uh, ischio-cavernosus and bulbospongiosus muscles. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I remember when creating our courses, boy, did I have a hard time getting through those words. <laughs> but yeah, so and, and we talk about that in the courses, specifically what those muscles are and why it's important and, and how you can actually strengthen them. And there are some mistakes that people make, mm-hmm. right? Because we have a lot of people reaching out to us and saying, I, I, hope, I hope your program is more than just Kegels because I already did those and they don't work, right? And then you get to talking to them and you uh-huh. kind of drill down into, okay, what were you doing? How were you doing mm-hmm. it? It turns out every time somebody says it didn't work, it's because they didn't do it properly. Absolutely. And uh, very important to uh, tone up your pelvic floor muscles, whether you're a man or a woman, these need to work. And, you know, even like increasing the strength of the penis, like something as simple as uh, the other day I was getting dressed and Kevin had a boner and I just threw my panties over him and I was like, okay. And you started to lift my panties with your boner and it was cool to watch. But these <laughs> little things of like lifting a towel or putting a little weight on the penis, all of these will help to strengthen uh, and tone the pelvic floor muscles. Yeah. And, and again, it's important to make sure that you do that right. Because if you do it wrong, you can actually make it worse. Exactly. So people who just contract and don't do it the other way with the relaxation, they can actually decrease their erections. But knowing that you need to tone up those muscles is key. Okay, well, let's go to number four. Number four is to reduce your stress level. Um, I mean, it's a no-brainer in a sense because what you need to understand is in order to have a strong erection, you need to be into your uh, parasympathetic nervous system. The rest, relax, digest will make for a really good erection. When you are stressed out, you shift into your sympathetic nervous system, the one that's fight-flight-freeze, And usually that one is what makes the ejaculation happen. So if you start to train your nervous system and release the stress and can... um, spend more time in your parasympathetic nervous system, this will be very beneficial to yeah, your you know, erections. I even notice myself, like I don't have any 
issues with getting erections. I have mm-hmm. erections a lot. But one of the things I notice is that when the weekend comes mm-hmm. and I get to just relax, I don't have to do any work. I don't have schedules mm-hmm. and meetings and all that kind of stuff. They just start popping up left and right all <laughs> over the place. I definitely notice an increase mm-hmm. in the number of just spontaneous erections that occur when I'm actually relaxed. Mm-hmm. Number five is to sleep better. Again, the, um, remember we talked about testosterone and hormones, and actually when you sleep, your body repairs, your hormones replenish. When you don't have a good night of rest and sleep, then uh, your cortisol level are getting higher and it impairs the production of your testosterone. So looking into uh, the quality of your sleep is also going to be key. Yeah, that, that, that's a big one because sleep really is helping to regulate your hormone levels. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this stuff is based on hormone levels. We talked in the beginning about how critical testosterone and your testosterone level is. So that's an important one. Uh, next one on the list is to eat better. <laughs> and, and this is, what is a rabbit hole we are not going to get into. Yeah, because it would be an entire show in and of <laughs> itself. But, but We have how to eat for better sex, by the way. We have a whole episode on that. We do, we do have an episode on that, and a lot of the same stuff will be relevant. Mm-hmm. But we specifically in the course go into a specific list of foods, two lists actually, one list of foods that is harming your erections, mm-hmm. And one list of foods that will help your erections. Mm-hmm. And we talk a little bit more about why that is, because there's substances in certain foods that can either hinder the production of um, uh, nitric oxide mm-hmm. or stimulate it. Mm-hmm. And, and there are other reasons, too. It's not just nitric oxide, but we go into that in far more detail in the course. So remember the food you eat is going to be essential. What you put in your body will affect how your body reacts. And then number seven, we briefly talked about it earlier, but it's about strengthening your relationship. If your erections are are weaker, take a good look at your relationship. There is something that we call the wisdom of the penis. I know we've said that term a lot in the show, but... Your penis has a mind of its own and knows what's going on. If you're not wholeheartedly into the relationship or if there's something unsaid or something that needs to be processed, the penis is like, ain't showing up for this shit. Like, let's deal with this first and then I'll stand up for that, you know? And I think it's very important to realize again that you're not separated and that those needs to be addressed. And this is why, by the way, for a lot of people who reach for the pill first and they like it didn't work because it's not going to fix your relationship issues. It only increases like and boosts your nitric oxide and ability to have an erection. But if it's all because of a relationship issue, it's not going to change it. Okay. And number eight is is one that I really wanted to bring in here because I think it's really important. It's about getting your life together. And, you know, as a man, I think it's very important to have a sense of purpose, direction. And if you lack that, if you're not like grabbing life and fucking it silly and you're just like living life really mellow and like your penis is a direct reflection to how you live your life. And whoever for you, it's about like making money, being successful, whatever it is, you know, whatever that definition of success for you is, go for it and do something because just being in your parents' basement or being a um, person who's always on the couch and doing nothing, it's not going to give you that sense of accomplishment and success and, and direction of like, I'm a fucking man and I've got masculine power. Yeah. And unfortunately, guys can get stuck in this, this pattern of 
either their erections aren't working and that's affecting their success in life mm-hmm. or their success in life isn't working and that's affecting their erections. And then it becomes this sort of self-perpetuating cycle of both things not working and then feeding the other one. So the less erections they have, the less successful they are, the less successful they are, the less erections they have and so on, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to just get your life together. It doesn't mean that you have to you know, figure out how to be a billionaire or anything like that. You just have to get your butt up off the couch and do something. Even if it's a total failure, at least you're trying, mm-hmm. right? At least you're out there doing something. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, if, if you've ever done anything in the entrepreneurial realm, you'll know most entrepreneurs fail far often than they actually succeed. Um, and this is true of so, so many people. But I used to have a neighbor uh, in the neighborhood that I used to live in who was an entrepreneur. And what he specialized in was um, creating new businesses, startup companies, and then selling them off. And then he would do that, and then he'd start another one and then sell it off. And I remember having a conversation with him one day. And you know, he's a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've failed way more times than I've ever been successful. He said, I've lost friends because I've asked them to invest in my companies, and then they failed, and they didn't work, and now they won't talk to me anymore. Um, he's like, I've lost millions of dollars. He's like, but I've been successful one or two times and I've made millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the reason I tell that story is just because don't let little setbacks, you know, take you down and keep you from getting back up again and literally. doing something. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> that was good. I didn't even intend that. <laughs> so yeah, definitely work on getting your life together mm-hmm. and start start having it be the other way around, which is that you have success in life, which is then fueling success in your erections, mm-hmm. which then makes you have more success in life, right? You can do the same thing mm-hmm. just in the other way. Mm-hmm. Gives you more motivation to yeah. sleep well, to eat better, to exercise and all of that. So if there's one thing that you need to take away from this entire episode is that it's normal to have erections all the way down until your end of life and that if it's not working the way that it needs to, then do something. Get some support, get some help, uh, sign up for our courses, power up your erections, work with us or just make changes, little things. You'll be surprised at how the rest of your body will react. Absolutely. Okay. So we actually gave you quite a lot here. (laughs) And just know that there's far more in our course, Power Up Your Erections, which you can find at powerandmastery.com. We are big proponents of the holistic approach because it doesn't just help your erections. It helps your entire body and your entire life. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put a link in the description for this. No. For power up your erections. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And and anyway, I'm going to put that link in there. You know where to find it. It's also powermastery.com. And we hope that if you are experiencing this problem, that you will take the steps to do what it takes to fix it. All right. Anything else? Nope. But we'll see you next week. All right. (laughs) 
We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>